You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Hey. Did you know it's cold in there? Yeah. It's the refrigerator, Harry. Must be an American thing. Um, it's not. That's a clip from the hilarious HBO animated series The Prince, which is a satire about the British royal family, where little Prince George is the main character. And uh, in this scene I'm about to play, uh, Harry and Meghan in the U.S., and um, Harry is having some trouble acclimating to the new lower-class environment. I have to tell you, this might be the smallest palace I've ever been in. Well, it's an apartment, so... Yes, an apartment palace, I know that. Lots of tiny palaces inside one big palace. You really need to stop thinking in terms of palaces. We have to get jobs. I have to start auditioning again. Look, I love you, and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do in order to be with you, Megan. Aw, and I love you, too. I think it's important we do this ourselves, Harry, and not live off your family. I agree. We'll just have to find a way to make 50 billion pounds on our own. Fuck. Today on the show, I want to talk about privilege. Specifically, white privilege. Now, in the past, I've talked about my privilege as a cisgender heterosexual man. You know, there are issues that gay people and trans people and women have to deal with and endure in this country that I don't. And I recognize that. I understand that. Today, I want to talk about a form of white privilege that I had the good fortune, or unfortunate as the case may be, that I came across during my adventures on TikTok. Welcome to Dungeons and Do-Rags, one black nerd's epic quest of self-discovery, racial identity, and crisis of faith. Episode 22, White Women Tears. Now, as I've shared on here uh, uh, recently, I've started doing the the TikTok. Uh, When my book came out in May, uh, I realized that it was too important of a social media platform in order for me to ignore it. And I got to say, when I started in May, you know, I've been involved in various forms of social media for, you know, well over a decade, probably a decade and a half. And uh, I've never had an audience grow as quickly as the one that I'm currently growing on TikTok. And so uh, one of the things I've enjoyed about the platform is the community that forms around various topics. And one of the people I follow is this creator called White Woman Whisperer. She's a biracial woman. She refers to herself as a Jamaican. And so, and uh, she has a pretty decent following, over 250,000 followers. Her platform is about anti-racist work. And she does it in a way that's funny and engaging and whatnot. Lots of hot takes on things. And I came across this video of her in my feed where she was in tears and she was responding to this comment. Now on TikTok, you can respond to a comment with a video and then in the video, in the response video, you see the original comment that you're responding to. And in this comment, this woman that she's responding to will call Alice. This woman that she's responding to is saying, well, she probably didn't feel pain anyway. And white woman whisperer is in tears saying like, this more than anything is what and like she literally just couldn't like she didn't have words for this comment. For, and so 
TikTok, you have this ability to go to the original comment that the video um, was based on. I mean, yeah. You can go to the original video that the comment was based on. And so I follow that to the uh, the video that that comment came in. And that video was a comment reply. So then I follow the bread trail all the way back to the original video that started, what turned out to be this really long thread and back and forth. And essentially it was a situation where White Woman Whisperer had made the comment. Uh, she was referring to somebody who had used the term at the end of the day. And White Woman Whisperer was saying that sent her a red flag. And this white woman, Alice, wanted to know, why did that send you a red flag? Like, what's wrong with that expression? I thought it was just an expression. So she asks white woman whisperer, you know, can I ask you why that's a red flag? And white woman whisperer responded to her, I don't know, can you? Well, what transpired was this back and forth between her and literally hundreds of comments aimed at this Alice person, essentially trying to explain to her why, if a black woman says she doesn't want to answer your question, leave it at that. And then white woman, and then the white woman, Alice, being all up in her feelings and trying to defend the fact that she asked the question, what's the big deal? She's just trying to understand. And as people trying to explain to her the, the problem, she got more defensive. And then she started responding to those people. And she made like a whole series, probably of like half a dozen different reply videos all stemming from this original interaction. And each one, she's more and more indignant and more and more defensive about her stance on this particular issue. You have no reason to know this, but I think that's probably one of the most like bullying things that teachers do to autistic kids in school. Can I go to the bathroom? I don't know, can you? It's, it's mean. I was honestly asking because I was trying to join the conversation. I've used this expression before, but you can't frown at somebody and expect someone else to smile back at them. People ask questions to try to understand or try to bring context to their understanding. You dodge a question because you're trying to avoid the answer. What is the point of all this anti-racist work if at the end of the day, we're not actually trying to like understand each other? What I find ironic about that comment from her is that she wasn't really trying to understand. When you get dozens of people making videos aimed at trying to educate you, and you get literally hundreds upon hundreds of comments of people trying to ed educate you, and you dig your heels in deeper, you're not trying to learn. You're not trying to understand. It was the classic white woman tears. Now, she was making the point as she was shedding these tears. She wasn't really crying. Ironically, the white woman whisperer actually did cry, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. But Alice was saying, you know, at the time this all started, she only had 57 followers. White woman whisperer has 250,000. And so Alice and her mindset doesn't have any power. What power does she have? One creator of color made a video response to her and explained to her that the thing that she wasn't getting was the fact that you metaphorically crying the way you are and complaining the way you are is the power that you have. You spent an entire day trying to gain access to a black woman when she set a boundary. You spent an entire day demanding labor from her. You spent an entire day invalidating anything that she said to you. And your response is, I doubt she's feeling any pain. 
I'm not gonna speak for what she's feeling, but I will tell you this. Your entire attempt to get her to talk to you is upholding supremacist tactics. She does not owe you anything, not time, not labor, not words. And so while you think that you didn't do anything racist, you absolutely did because you're demanding this woman to talk to you about the very thing that you're upholding. Go get a book, get a journal, leave her and other black creators alone. When I tell you that people came from left and right to try to give this Alice some advice, I'm not kidding. Here's just a small sample of the uh, ironically, primarily white women who had a few choice words to say. There's so much wrong with that video. It starts with you infantilizing yourself through the whole thing, from calling yourself pink and giggling and saying you have no power and then assigning the power to white woman whisperer, a black woman. I um, am obviously a white person, but I grew up in um, poor neighborhoods and mixed race poor neighborhoods, second families uh, were black people. I am I don't know what it's like to be a black person, but I do sometimes feel like I see people um, wander into social faux pas while interacting with black people that I know why they're social faux pas and I know you don't know why. Um, and I'm gonna explain it to you. Can I ask is a very, very functional tool in white society and it's a very, very functional tool specifically for white women. Generally speaking, white women have figured out that we need to be able to ask for things because we're still humans um, but we need to find a way to ask for things that doesn't position us as a burden or a problem you have been racist to multiple black people a friend of mine you stole their jingle and whitewashed it and then refused to give credit to them you've been rude to white woman whisperer all of your videos are laced with microaggressions you are fitting the description of what the KKK was formed for. To protect poor, damsel in distress white women from the mean, angry black people. You need to stop. What you are doing is hurting others and it's hurting you. You may not see it because you're the main character in your story. You're the damsel in distress in your story. You are out here white womaning all over the internet. Of course, Alice wasn't getting it. Now here's what's interesting in terms of how TikTok works. It's something I noticed when I was sort of seeing this play out. Like when you go to this woman's page, you at the time I went to it, she had 124 followers. Still not a lot. And these half a dozen videos, most of her videos had like a few dozen views, maybe a couple hundred. But there was these five or six videos that had thousands of views. One had nearly 30,000, another had 15,000, so on and so forth. Now, I made one video. The first video I made that kind of went semi-viral was like a month into me being on the platform. At the time, I had about 100 and some odd followers, not very many. And I made this video that ultimately ended up with like over 25,000 views. But even before it got there, in one week, I gained another thousand followers, such as the power of TikTok. So the fact that this woman had well over 60,000 views across these five or some odd videos, yet still only had 120 some odd followers, communicated to me that whoever's watching these videos, they're not feeling what she's putting down. 
And it was clear that the reason why is because in each one of these videos, she's trying, she's digging her heels deeper into why she said what she said and why she asked what she asked and why she, you know, wanted to know and needed to know and how she was being bullied by all these people, yada, yada, yada. It was clear Alice is not getting it. The fact that she made the comment, like I said, the comment that made white women whisper or cry was Alice saying, I don't think she was in, I don't even think she was in pain. And she was referring to all the different back and forth that was going on. The fact that she could not understand why, despite the fact that White Woman Whisperer has 250,000 followers versus Alice's 120, she would be feeling pain. When we come back from the break, we'll get into the conversation with JD and Yolanda and get their take on this whole White Woman Tears fiasco. Stay tuned. All right, let's get into my conversation with Jade and Yolanda. And uh, to set the stage, I gave them the whole explanation about the videos that I saw on TikTok between White Woman Whisperer and Alice and whatnot. Here we go. This is a good one. I wandered into this like literally one o'clock in the morning on Friday. JD's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you, which I'm sure. JD's laughing. I actually made two video responses. I made one the night I saw it, but then I made this follow up. Because it was becoming clear to me as I, as I woke up the next morning and I saw m more of her responses that she wasn't getting it. So this is what I wrote. I keep saying I wrote. This is the video I made for her. I called it A Lesson on Decentering Yourself. Allison, uh, you're continuing to prove people's points. Honestly, you are. In the last video I made, that's part of this ongoing now infamous barrage of comments, replies, um, lots of creatives of color trying to explain to you what it was that you did that was an issue. In the last video that I made as a response, I said that you were given a gift, that in all these people who you are calling haters, and I thought that was interesting that you used that terminology, that in all these people you're calling haters who are just trying to reveal to you what it is that you did that you had a gift to see something that you're missing. Here's gift number two, a person of color who's going to give you the time to give you the answer. I'm going to use an analogy. Imagine someone gets a broken arm and it's healed, but it still kind of hurts and it's sore. And you come up to him and say, hey, buddy, how's it going? And you kind of like this lightly tap them on the arm and they respond and it's in pain and their reaction to you tapping on the arm elicits a reaction that you don't understand. Like you just tapped him on the arm. What's the big deal? There are no words, and I said this in my last video, there are no words to explain the pain and exhaustion that black women have when it comes to dealing with white women. There just, there are none. Add to that, white woman whisperer is a biracial woman. I can guarantee you that she has years of dealing with that dynamic of being a biracial black woman in this country what that has to do with like it it just complexes it makes it even more complex this interracial issue of white and black 
I know you think your original question was simple and innocuous and it leads to all of this, but it exacerbates the point that as a white woman, you are missing the point. You're missing the issue. The fact that you made a comment that she's probably not feeling any pain. I totally understand why she was, why that made her cry. Like that was the first video that I came across. And the fact that you responded to that video with another kind of snarky response. Again, illustrating that you're not understanding what it's like to be a black woman in this country. You can never understand. And that's what so many people were trying to help you see. The decentering yourself that people are talking about. Yes, this is your page. I get it. You're the center of the page. But the decentering yourself that people are talking about is stepping out of all the feelings you're having and attempting to understand what is it, what is in the history of the person you're responding to that can have them respond the way they are. You absolutely have not been doing that. Well, this is why we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. What do, you, what do you mean by that? I mean, I've kind of made the joke and maybe it's going to get me in trouble, but I have joked in recent years after the election of 2016 that white women are going to kill us all, even themselves, unwittingly. It's half joking, but it is about this conversation of decentering yourself. I'm glad people said that. And ugh, this is such a hard topic for me because it is personally painful for me. And it's painful enough that I am planning to do a, a creative project around this topic uh, that's more um, focused than what we're talking about here. It, basically, it's surrounding Black women and white women and their relationship. But going back to the election of 2016 and kind of how this ties to this and why I say they're going to kill us all is the way our society works and civics and the things that we could be doing to make change and to, to create an environment and a social construct that benefits us all depends upon in the democracy that we have formed that is in great jeopardy as we speak. Mm -hmm. It is very contingent upon the participation and the efforts and the voices and the arguments of the people within it. And I believe that, you know, there are a lot of demographics in this country, a lot. And all of the demographics have a uh, contribution to make. And you can, we can, we can take some time and look at the numbers and how many people have, you know, just from a, numerical standpoint a majority and while part of what's going on in our country is because of the fact that very soon Caucasians will not be the majority of people in this country and so there's a collective panic among them about it there will not be some other majority with any of the other demographics however if it's just Caucasian versus non-Caucasian the non-Caucasians will be the majority pretty soon. And so there's, you know, lots of panic and consternation about that. Putting that kind of to the side, you have Caucasian women who 
have their own as women have their own subjugation because they're women. Look at the, you know, the Dobbs ruling. We now we're looking at, you know, not being able to go out and decide that you want to abort a child in a lot of states. And so women are on uh, being attacked. And so white women have very good reason to be concerned about themselves. But unfortunately, they, many, do not tie their own uh their own stories their own beings their own walking around in the world to other people's in the society and they have blinders on and fail to see where the same jeopardies they have that they are feeling are the jeopardies that many other people have had who have had for longer who have affected them more a lot of white women have tied their lot to their white men who are at the top of the food chain and all of these things. And so because of that, there's enough subsection of them who act and behave and vote in a manner that continues and propagates the subjugation of other people. And it is the failure to be able to recognize those things and to pull themselves out of the out of the consideration while also keeping themselves in the consideration. Like this woman should be seeing the parallels of what are what's the 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 handle of the mixed chick? White woman whisperer. White woman whisperer. I love that handle. So I, <laughs> kudos to you, lady. White woman whisperer. She, this white woman, and this is this is my problem, and this is my hurt. This woman, Alice, is failing to recognize her own plight in this other woman's story, and in certain times where she is being subjugated, and that's why people are saying, "Decenter yourself." Put yourself in that pushkin shoes. like, And that's happening with far too many white women. And the reason why I point out white women is because the numbers and the influence and the impact that is available to white women could make a tremendous shift in so many things of what we see going on, starting with the election of 2016, but many other factors. And so... For her to be centering herself and her whatever she feels like happened to her, like because while white women are women and are subjugated, all it requires is a moment of raising their hands and saying, I'm in jeopardy, that will create a problem for lots of other people around them of saying, oh no, there's a white lady at risk, including white men. <laughs> like a lot of people will be at risk if a white woman says I'm in jeopardy. So I, I joke and say they're gonna kill us all, but it's almost sadly not a joke. Uh, Joseph, let me get your initial take. I like what Yolanda had to say. Uh, I, I think that, that, what's the phrase, decenter yourself? I mean, that, that's the phrase that pays because I think that uh, I can understand, and if, if I'm being totally honest, I can understand what Alice was saying, but it's all from a place of being centered all around her. The, the, the fields of gravity were all rotating around her, and she wasn't taking the other person. She can't understand what other people are feeling, so, 
you know, I, I so I'll give her a little leniency there, but she's also being willfully ignorant or refusing to hear what other people are saying. But beyond all that, I, you know, I'm older. I'm an older cat. I might not look it, but, you know, I came up when you had to go through the dozens and people talking shit. And, you know, it's like, I, you know, what people say, you got to have tough skin. And nowadays it seems like anybody says anything and not that they shouldn't be challenged on or pushed back on it, but to to reduce somebody to tears or whatever, that also has me looking kind of sideways. I'm like, really? Alice done broke you down like that? Alice broke you? It's like, say your points, because those are valid points, but everybody gets takes things so personal on social media now. It's like ridiculous. It's like the littlest things seem to set people off. And I know this isn't popular. I know, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not I, again, I agree with what uh, the white woman whisperer was saying, but for her to get broke down by Alice, and then also kind of, it, it almost kind of felt, if Alice genuinely didn't know and understand, it almost kind of made the woman whisper seem a little petulant. Like, I'm not going to answer you. But if you got something to share, and if you're coming to this space and trying to be a, a cultural educator, and you're opening yourself up to that, then it just seems like an odd response to not re respond to her. Maybe she did already. Maybe she was having a dialogue and Alice just wasn't getting it. Then it's like, okay, then just cut the losses or ties and be done with it. But I also feel like... On both sides of the spectrum, people come out with these short, you know, 140 characters or 200 characters or whatever, or these little minuscule things to try to break down race. I'm like, really? That that's all it takes? And then people don't understand. They get their they get all in their feels and twisted a certain way. And I'm not saying that they're not correct in the way that they're what they're trying to espouse, whatever. But some people are hard headed. Some people don't just don't understand it. It might take more finessing than what you can relay in a series of tweets. You know, and it's not, and, and the onus is not on you to teach anybody, but if you're going to step into that arena and act like you're an educator or making an aware person, you know, you're the person that's going to make people aware, then you got to, you know, then you have to anticipate that there are going to be some people that are a little bit more slow on the uptake, that maybe they're privileged and their privileges allow them not to understand things. And so, you know, speak on it. But it's like, it, and again, I didn't see the whole thing. So maybe there's valid reason for the white woman whisper to just get be fed up with Alice because she just wasn't getting or whatever. But at that point, just terminate it. Because it, it, as much as I agree with what the white woman whisperer said, I'm still kind of looking at her sideways like, really? Alice broke you? Alice is the one that that's what did it? That tipped you over the edge? Come on, cuz. It's like, I, I don't know. That's just me. I'm, you know, maybe I'm just too, I'm getting too old. I'm 53 now. I got, you know, it's like, I, I, I just, and, and I just don't have time for it on social media. It's too... Uh, I know, I what, know you're what you're saying, saying but, but you, you have, have you realize, realize that. that the original thing that set White Woman Whisperer off was that Alice told, told her, her she, she had, had no, no reason, reason to feel, to feel hurt, hurt or be upset. It's like telling a rape victim, you shouldn't feel so bad. And then being like, oh, she's so sensitive to social media. That's some bullshit. No, I, I absolutely. <laughs> it was a rich It's like, you shouldn't feel hurt. Just listen carefully to what I'm saying. I'm not saying, uh, what I'm saying is if you're going to step into the arena and be the psychologist or sociologist and break all this down, then someone who's asking you questions who might be very ignorant, let's say Alice is very ignorant and unaware of these things, then I, I'm just looking a little sideways at the white woman whisper donned herself the white woman whisper so i'm figuring she'll walk up to him and, and cure them of their wicked ways and her ill thinking but if this white woman that needs some whispering to broke her down then obviously she's not the white woman whisperer or she, her whispering technique needs some improvement and i'm not and i don't want to come in at the white woman whisper i'm not against her i'm just saying that to me across the social media spectrum i see people 
safety feels like people are really, really fragile, and they, and they very well could be, and that's not a problem. But what I'm saying is if you take the, on the mantle of I'm going to be the one to shepherd the sociological discussion, then you should be able to have a discussion. You also got to understand there's going to be nitwits out there that don't understand you. And I, I just kind of, I just, I'm, I just feel uncomfortable because I also feel, you know, we're ta the irony is we're talking about white woman tears, but yet the white woman whisperer was in tears. And that generated a whole bunch of reaction. So I'm just saying, maybe it's the best thing is if we, you know, if we're talking about white woman's tears on this podcast, then maybe we shouldn't, you know, look at, you know, uh, white woman whispers tears as a trigger. I mean, there's got there's some irony in that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and again, I don't disagree with what the white woman whisperer was saying. I'm just saying I kind of had a, I had the RCA dog look like, hmm? like when she started crying. I'm like, okay, but it's like. like Black, Black women, women don't aren't allowed to have feelings ever. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not arguing that they don't have to. You can, for sure. Everybody has feelings. I'm not. What I'm saying is when you put on the mantle, when you put on the armor, when you step into the when you step into the arena. I again, I don't disagree with what she was saying. I'm just. I I, I don't know. That's why I say I'm. Hey everybody, I'm old. I'm just an old fogey. Uh, you know. People talk ish, whatever. I, you know, it's like okay, maybe there's something to what they're saying. Maybe not. I don't care. People are. I, I think that. And again, this isn't support of Alice. I'm not saying oh she was right and she did everything right. No, she's Alice sounds like a dingbat. She sounds like she doesn't want to listen. She's being petulant or uh, or or um. What's the phrase you use, Yolanda? Where they willfully ignorant. She's being willfully ignorant or willing, not even willing to entertain. Maybe there, you know, obviously there's all these people that are coming out saying hey. The way you're reacting is wrong, and we're telling you why. And she still refuses to listen or understand. Then she don't have what they call the uh, social skills, and maybe she don't have that. And so it's okay. You're you know who you're dealing with now. But for that type of person to break you down and get you, you know, she just got the woman, white woman whisper in her feels, which I can understand. Maybe she was in her feels that day. Maybe something was going on. Whatever. I'm just saying it. it we get into a really slippery slope area when you're. I mean, even her call name is the white woman whisper. I'm thinking she's going to be able to finesse her communication skills a little bit better. But it, but well, she you obviously can, got turned you off. Can, you can, you can hit, hit someone, someone the right, right way, way at the right, absolutely. right moment in their hurt spot by, by saying, saying you have, have no, no reason to feel the way, the way you feel. You can't, you can't yeah. be yeah. that I mean, about this. I just think there's an irony in the white woman whisper. Because when she was whispering with the white woman, the white woman had her crying. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying there is an irony there. That, and I'm not saying who's right or wrong or whatever. I'm just saying there's a, there's just something strange about that. And like you, to your point, Yolanda, she could have been having a bad day. She could have been whatever, X, Y, and Z. But at that point, well, you said there's, well, what did you say before that? I thought you said that she might have hit her in the right way or something or whatever. Whatever that is. Yes, because, because she's talking, talking about, about, she could, she could potentially be, be Oh, sorry. She could potentially be speaking about a topic that is hurtful or sensitive to her. She could have been having the best day of her life. And this woman comes and tells her, you have no reason to feel any hurt feelings about this. And just because she's the white woman whisperer doesn't mean she has to be some superwoman with no feelings. She's a white woman whisperer. A white woman whisperer to me means, hey, I have interests in helping you, I'm going to whisper in your ear about things that could be helpful to you. That doesn't mean she turns into some like non-feeling superhuman being. That just means she's willing to 
you know, pay attention and speak to white women and gently give them information that could be helpful to them. Not that that that's that's a welcome invitation to come and stab me in the fucking gut. Okay, so first of all, I never said she had to be a superhero and I have feelings. I'm not saying that at all. I never said that. What I'm saying is when you say I'm the white woman whisperer, the connotation is that I'm, and again, this is just a name. So maybe it's not, maybe maybe it's more of a shits and giggles, tongue in cheek type thing. It's not really, she doesn't have her, you know, wood shingle up where it says I'm the white woman whisperer and she has a business or whatever. I'm not, maybe, you know, maybe it's just a fun little name she has. But it also implies that I'm, I'm the one that can communicate with white women. That, that, that's what I'm, you know, the horse whisperer. That the guy knows how to talk to horses. Yeah, so she so she should be I'm so I'm figuring her she you know and somewhere in her world she feels like she's a good candidate to communicate with white women. So then when this white woman's different thing, that broke her. And she's crying where I'm like, okay. Um well, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not did I ever say someone's not allowed to cry? I'm not saying that. Anybody could cry, anybody could get in their feels. I'm just saying there's irony. And the fact that her name is the white woman whisperer and she got broke down. And again, I agree with what every, it seems like everybody who's kind of clapping back on Alice was right. She should be able to feel the way she feels or whatever. I'm just saying, I just don't know, like in the TikTok world, we have these little itty bitty sound bites or whatever, and not really, not, not having a thorough discussion. And maybe this discussion carries on. When we get back from the break, we'll hear the comment that uh, set white women whisper to tears and we'll hear white women whispers response and then we'll break it down even further stay tuned this is what alice said i highly doubt she is in any sort of pain and if she is i would be willing to communicate with her to understand how i did not say anything racist okay so that was the comment she wrote so this was um uh, White Woman Whisperer's uh, response. I don't know why, but this is the most painful thing about the whole conversation. How easily. <sighs> I'm going to be honest, just like what I saw didn't clarify anything for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I, I saw she had tears and she's upset about something, but I didn't, I just didn't know. So I'm like, I, I don't want to seem like the dick. So maybe I should just tap out because I don't know. I mean, I haven't read the chain. I haven't seen these videos. I don't know. I'm only going off of what you're telling me, Ron. And it sure, sounds like sure. the white woman whisperer had valid points. Let me not even talk about the white woman whisperer. I would just say in a general sense, I think most people, there are a lot of trolls and ignorant people on social media that can work your last nerve. And it sounds like that's probably what happened with the white woman whisperer. She got in touch with the Allison person. They start talking, whatever. It's worked her last nerve, which is something that I hate about social media. It's like, it seems like more and more, it's just a bunch of trolls and people spewing hatred from this side or that side, and the sides are more divergent than ever, so that all these people are just always in their feelings, not ready to listen, uh, and, and then the people who, who are dealing with folks who aren't ready to listen get frustrated and emotional because they're, it's like they're talking to a wall, or they're talking to you know people who have, can't even fathom the pain or things that folks are going through. It just seems to me like these are... Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a thing to air grievances out and people get to, but to me it feels like it's almost unproductive or not not the ideal situation to have these explorations. You know, TikTok, they're not doing a little funny dance or doing something fun or whatever. They're trying to have this meaningful social discourse. But then when someone, some troll or somebody who's ignorant 
of the experiences of other people is on there. You're you're clapping back at them, and they and they break you, and emotionally, there's like that. I would almost say like for for white woman whispers sake of mind, like not to engage. If, if someone starts turning off, just okay. I tried to help you. I'm sorry you don't get it. Maybe you you know maybe you could talk to somebody else or something. But there you need to. You, what she said, you know, I'm sure she said something like you know you need to realize X Y and Z blah blah blah, and then just be done with it. You know, I, I don't like to see her having her day destroyed or, or not destroyed, but yeah. getting all emotional or worked up over this for appearances look like this, you know, this bozo that doesn't understand what people are trying to tell her. It's like, okay, that's what you're going to let get you? It's like, I'm, I just feel there's bigger fish to fry or whatever. And I understand it's frustrating to have these trolls or people who are just dumb or wolfy ever, but at but then it's like, why even engage in that? If that's going to get you to that, like here, my wife's right here. If she started crying when she talked to white people on the thing and she's arguing with them, I'm like, yo, you got to stay off the damn internet. You cannot fucking go on. I'm not going to have this in my house where things are just breaking down. We're getting, we're getting arguments. We're getting all mad at each other because you are taking personal, some person you don't even know would have never met book for TikTok. And then you're trying to have this meaningful discussion, which can't be meaningful because it's short trend or, you know, people are being trolls or people are being jerks or whatever. I just, I don't know. It just gets, I, I just, it's just tiring, man. It's just exhausting, this whole social media experiment. And it's not, it doesn't seem to be getting better. It does not seem to be working great. I was curious if either of you had any thoughts to what Alice was saying about the power dynamic as it related to the number of followers. I find it interesting, and I experienced this a lot in my life, and even just listening to some of what JD had to say, it's like people don't understand the impact of a daily onslaught of things at you, mm -hmm. microaggressions and otherwise, and the psychological impact that it has on your psyche. And and I also find it fascinating. I was just recently, because of um, some other things that have transpired, re-listening to our Breaking the Glass series. And I came across one of the episodes where I did the special on the election. And there was, a, you know, there was commentary and study done about people's regard for Hillary Clinton and how when she was governing and she was doing her job and she was doing things her popularity would increase when she was like a worker bee and she was doing the things and she was she was very effective at governing and doing things and people were you know liked her when she was doing that but when she had the audacity to ask for higher position high, more power more authority her popularity would plummet and she would be vilified and something else recently happened to me that was similar to that. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I know what it is. I had, there's a certain situation where I am um, looking to attain a certain position that I am supremely qualified for probably more qualified than anybody who's ever asked to take this position, much like Hillary Clinton. And lo and behold, it was the very first time that people decided to put some people to try and make sure I didn't get the position. <laughs> so thinking about this question you just raised, so it's, like, it's like, okay, so now that this generally speaking 
marginalized person has assumed some quote unquote power and influence in numbers, now that's a problem. Now it's unfair. Now, you know, so yes, she is by the numbers because white woman whisperer has more followers. The traffic is going to be more along her argument, but wow, like, okay, finally there's a space and, you know, you can have a lot of complaints about social media and I'm one of the people who have some of the complaints, but I also have maintained that one of the values of social media is in a lot of places leveling the playing field for people. And so here it is, this biracial woman is has a platform to put her voice out there and get some followers and have people hear what she has to say. And now that's unfair. One thing you said um, that I found interesting at the beginning, you were talking about understanding the daily onslaught that people can receive. And it totally reminded me of uh, this video that JD recently shared with me, our buddy Vito, YouTuber. <laughs> And Vito is this YouTuber. He became famous with his takedown of, I think it was The Last Jedi. It went viral. And so he's big on, you know, he's this larger white gentleman who's big into comic culture and whatnot. And he makes a lot of funny comedic videos about Marvel, Star Wars. And he's really frustrated with the direction of Star Wars. So anyway, he did this review of the first episode of She-Hulk. And it's gotten generally positive reviews. It has like a 94% Rotten Tomatoes and people like it. I think it's okay. It's not great. But I don't think it's horrible. He hated it. But his main reason for hating it was that he felt like it was virtue signaling about women's issues. Because there was a there were a couple of scenes in that, and this isn't spoiling anything, where like the, it has the the classic she now has superpowers and three dudes start catcalling her and coming on to her, being kind of assholes about it. And she, she she hulks up and then, I don't know, kicks her ass. I forget what she does to them. But it's that classic fantasy. And he points out there's a similar scene in Captain Marvel where Captain Marvel does that. Like, women love the scene. scene. Wait, they, she, they, doesn't, they, she doesn't hurt them. She doesn't hurt them. She just she she hulks up and they, and they get scared. And then, that's right, that's right. then she's thwarted. Right. True. True. And he said, okay, maybe if they just did that, that would be fine. But then later on, she's talking to Bruce, and Bruce is telling her, you got to learn how to control your anger or you're going to hulk out. And she's like, I have to control my anger every day because I'm a woman. And if I don't, I could be raped or I could, you know, I have to explain to a man who has less, you know, experience that, that I have why I deserve to be where I am. I have to deal with catcalling. Or she even implied that she could be killed, raped, or even worse. So, you know, it's like... Right, right. So, Vito was saying, like, you know... Female children uh, at a very young age are propositioned and catcalled. We are all, like... It is ingrained in our psyche from children's ages. But what was interesting to... What was interesting, he made the comment in this video, and the video isn't too long, but he made the comment when he was talking about the scene outside the bar. He says, you know, she was just catcalled. Like, he completely minimized 
the cat calling. It was like, you know, it's like, isn't that what happens at a bar? Like, isn't that why you go to a bar? He literally said something along those lines. And he was acting as if it was no big deal. And they were making it into this big deal. You know, to his credit, he was like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. Daily onslaught. It's like Chinese water torture. Right. And that, I thought of that when you said, like, people not understanding. And so I go back to Alice, her not understanding why black women are tired, even if they're a white woman whisperer, are tired of answering questions. And I think, again, I don't. I didn't see the, all the original. Or hurt about something. Like, it, it right. hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. She could have said that to me, and I could have been my feels about it. Yeah. As it relates to the number, the, the dis, uh, discrepancy in the followers, the, the difference in follower count. True, most of the people who are going to come to the videos are going to be on the side of White Moon Whisperer. That doesn't necessarily mean that the points they're making is wrong. And truth be told, based on the kind of attitude that Alice had, if she had an equivalent falling, it would be a lot of like Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson type of people who I don't, based on other videos Alice has made, I don't think she necessarily wants to be associated with that mindset. But if she had an equivalent number of people coming to her aid, that's exactly the kind of people who would be saying, and few people who did come to their aid, that's exactly what they were like. They were like... I mean, here's what's the thing that doesn't sink in. Black women, from when they are children, there is a great plethora of messages to us that we are not human beings, that we are not deserving of being treated with the respect and regard and that you have feelings and that you are a whole human being. That's what is communicated to us constantly. So if someone says something to you and then they have the audacity to say, you probably weren't even hurt. You have no reason to be hurt. I have been hurt. How many 365 days times how many years? Right. I can't, I don't, I can't be hurt. I can't be hurt. You can hurt me the one day. And, you know, if, if this the, the title of this podcast is going to be White Woman Tears, we're seeing the, the woman whisper tears. That irony has not left me. That's all I'm saying. It's like yeah. that's very yeah. interesting and telling. It's, hmm. I want to see some white woman. I, damn it. I want to see some white woman tears. Damn it. That's what I want to see. That's a fair, that's a fair I'm, being, I'm being facetious, people. Come on. I'm trying to yeah. put a little, no, add a little no, levity fair. to that's it. Well, any final comments on the final comments on Allison? I mean, I very much wish and hope for a, I don't want to call it reconciliation. I would call it conciliation of white women with the plight of other people. And that's, I don't want to say that about every white woman, but um, I feel like if enough white women saw their own plight and other people's plights and what is going on in this country wouldn't be happening and I don't want to lay all the responsibility on them because that's not where it is but because of their numbers and because of where they are and the power and influence they have and because in many instances they're in households with other white people including white men with power and influence if they 
could be involved more, it would help. And, you know, I grew up in a predominantly white uh, uh, community and uh, schooling. And I was like one of the few black kids, there's a bunch of white kids. And like, so I grew up with like, I now look back on it a little as being a little bit naive because I had a different perspective as a child back then of like what racial dynamics really were. (laughs) And they were completely wrong because they were completely idealistic. And so, I, to this day, view white women as my sisters, very much so. And it is because of that that I have so much hurt feelings and so much anger inside me because I have a great disappointment by their behavior. And it, it's, I, it's very regrettable. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so bad that I feel like I need to exercise it out of my body, which is why I have this project that I want to do. Um, but yeah, I, I feel that woman's pain because I have that same pain. And, and the reason it, I think that it feels so painful is because I held from my childhood person that these people were my family. White women were my family, my sisters, and they don't behave that way. And it's hard. So I get it. And that's my final thing to say about it. I have to say that uh, I think Joseph there has a good point about the irony of the name of this episode being White Women's Tears, but it was White Women Whisper who is actually crying. Now, whether or not you agree or disagree that what Alice did was bad enough to cause White Women Whisper to cry, I think that uh, what we can agree on is we need a lot more empathy in this world. A lot more patience to really stand back and watch and listen and be open to what other people are going through. And frankly, I think it's just too easy for people on either side of a particular debate you know, myself included, to jump to conclusions or to make uh, accusations or to fail to see what other people are going through to give Alice the benefit of doubt. I think there are a lot of people who came onto those comments who might not have seen her side. You know, one video she was saying, that's how she learns. Like, she learns by asking questions and Yeah, while there's a point to be made about respecting the space and the boundary that White Woman Whisperer had made, Alice is the kind of person who, if throughout her entire life she's learned a certain way, you know, maybe she's slow, I don't know. And she literally just could not comprehend the idea of being tacked over what in her mind was such a simple and non-provocative question. By the same token, as I wrote, as I said in my video to her, she didn't take the time to really de-center herself and find out, okay, all these people are telling me the same thing. Maybe I need to stand back and 
listen and stop making all these reply videos defending myself. But that can be hard, you know? When you feel attacked, it's in our nature to want to get defensive and respond. I know it is for me. It's taken me years to get to a point where uh, I can mitigate the amount of defensiveness I have when I'm attacked. I'm not great at it, but I'm trying. And that's the best that any of us can do. I think of all of the responses that I saw, this one particular one by a creator whose handle is the Bola Queen, which is a strange name to choose. Anyway, I really appreciated what she had to share and I thought it would be a great way to end the episode. Let's talk about allyship. I spent a good couple hours yesterday talking um, to this commenter on their page because I was her once and I wanted to believe that I could help her understand why her behavior was harmful. I now realize that was wasted effort. So for everyone else, if you are an ally to a movement or identity group to which you don't personally belong, you need to know that you're going to fuck up. It's inevitable, you will. And that's okay, and that doesn't make you a bad ally. It doesn't make you a racist or a homophobe or transphobic. What can make you a bad ally is how you respond. If someone comes to you and says that your actions have caused harm, you can feel defensive if your intention was not to harm, especially if you feel like an ally. What you need to do is take a step back, don't respond right away, and think about how you feel and why. Journal if you need to. Talk to a close friend of yours who doesn't identify with that group. Talk with your therapist. Work through your discomfort. Why are you feeling defensive? Why are you offended? Sit with that discomfort and know that it's not a personal attack. We're all learning. We all have to learn anti-racism. We all have to learn what privileges we hold and how that affects our worldview. We all have to unlearn white supremacy. I'm a mixed person with white privilege and a bisexual woman. I've always felt in between and like I didn't actually belong anywhere. Like there was no culture or heritage that I could claim. And learning all this was hard for me. So when I see people like Allison, it makes me sad. She doesn't believe that she's a racist and so she doesn't believe that she's capable of racist actions. But we all are. Learning to admit when you're wrong and apologize is one of the hardest lessons any of us can learn but it's one of the most important. And it's just been breaking my heart to watch her double down because now she is hurting people and she'd rather think that the rest of us are all crazy and coming at her for no reason than entertain the possibility that she might be wrong. So my encouragement to you is next time you feel attacked or the next time you're in a situation where you have an opportunity to stop, look and listen, do that. Hold yourself back and give yourself the gift of understanding and empathy. 
this would be a better place for all of us if we could learn to do that. The Dungeons and Durax podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. Here we go at the top of the class on a roll and it's time to run it up. Yeah, you know, maxed out, put the pedal to the flow. Hey, on a roll. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. This episode was written, produced and edited by yours truly, Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my black BFFs and podcast peeps. JD and Yolanda Cochran, no relation to Johnny. JD creates and edits our social media audiograms, which we actually haven't been making. We need to get back on top of that. But when we do have them, he's the one to make them. Music used in this show was licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. All the television, film, podcasts, and YouTube clips that we use are copyrighted to their respective parties used for education, critique, commentary, or satire. Check out the website for the podcast to see our statement on fair use. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things, rate, review, share it with your friends and family. Let us know what you think of the show. Shoot us an email to podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even send us a voicemail message on our website at dungeonsanddurags.com slash podcast. Or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your thoughts or stories, and we just may read it on the show. All of my social media is now simply Blurred Runner. That's Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I write about race, religion, the creative arts, and business on Medium at rondawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter and on Instagram at thatjdcochran. And Yolanda is on Twitter at Rat in a Wheel, with all the words separated by underscores. That's it for now. Stay safe out there. And remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. See you in two weeks. Here we go. On a road, here we go.